you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And you know what? News just broke before I hit the record button that Roy Williams is retiring from the University of North Carolina. Of course, Roy an old nemesis of your Missouri Tigers. So I've got some thoughts on Roy and possibly... A related matter, yes, the NLI, the name, image, and likeness trial, decision, whatever you want to call it at the Supreme Court hearings underway, and well, there's some interesting stuff there, maybe related to Roy Williams, so we'll talk about that, and another massive young man signed by Eli Drinkwitz and company to play offensive line for the Tigers, but first, you know what, there have been a couple more guys from the basketball team that have entered the transfer portal since I last talked to all of you, and that's Ed Chang and Torrance Watson. Now, of course, Ed Chang, well, the old obvious joke there is, we hardly knew ye because Ed literally did not see the floor in the previous season. A guy who it was thought, well, he's a rangy six foot seven, six foot eight type, can maybe knock down a three pointer. Certainly Missouri could have used some of that, but apparently, for whatever reason, Ed could not find his way onto the basketball court. So not exactly a surprise to see him in the transfer portal once again. Torrance Watson also more of a surprise, but also at the same time not. A surprise because, well, Torrance just a, a disappointing t- tenure as a Missouri Tiger. Let's be honest. He had plenty of, he showed some promise as a freshman toward the end of that season, but he just could never consistently knock down shots. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out with Torrance. It seems like a good kid by all accounts, hard worker. I got nothing against him. Hope hope life goes great for Torrance Watson in the future. But, you know, just one more year at Mizzou was, was the light just going to suddenly go on for Torrance and suddenly he was going to be a, an SEC rotation quality player. Seems pretty unlikely. So if you want to criticize Conzo Martin, by all means criticize him for his recruiting, especially in the last couple cycles. Trey Jackson, Mario McKinney, they're gone. Ed Chang, useless. Jordan Wilmore barely played at all. He might transfer too. Who the heck knows? But on the other hand, I see a lot of people acting like, oh, losing Parker Brown and Torrance Watson, that this is somehow more of a sign that that Conzo Martin has lost the team, lost the locker room, whatever it might be. And to me, that's ridiculous. This year was always going to be a hard reset regardless. So to me, just flushing out the roster of, frankly, guys that aren't really going to be a part of your future because, again, next season's probably going to be a reset regardless. we got to try to reset this roster and be good in maybe two seasons. Well, obviously, Torrance Watson isn't going to be a part of that. Even Parker Brown probably wasn't going to be a part of that. He'd be a senior at most in two years' time. So to me, if you're again, if you're completely out on Conzo Martin – that's fine. That's not an unreasonable 
stance to take, but don't let your sort of confirmation bias come in and be like, oh, see, Ed Chang is transferring. That means that I was right. Well, let's pump the brakes there a little bit. And once again, just to clarify my stance on Conzo Martin, I'm sort of reminded back to Gary Pinkle's fourth season in Columbia. He had a really, really disappointing 2004 campaign, and it just so happened that I was writing the sports column for the Missourian at the time. And it also happened that I went up to the game in Lincoln that season, and I was so upset about what I saw on the field after that game in Lincoln, I was basically cursing at Gary Pinkle. My parents can confirm this. It wasn't my finest hour as a 21-year-old. But I was annoyed not just because Missouri didn't play well in that game and certainly lost that football game in dominant fashion to the Cornhuskers, but it was just the way that Pinkle chose to use Brad Smith that year as a pocket passer, and it just drove me a little bit insane, I have to admit. But despite all of that and despite that poor performance by myself in Lincoln that day, well, I eventually wrote a column in the Missourian comparing Gary Pinkle to Al Onofrio. And while it wasn't a full-throated endorsement of Pinkle at the time whatsoever, I at least had enough perspective and, and laid out the case from Missouri history, again, comparing it to the Onofrio era, and just saying, listen, this is not the time to get rid of the coach. You can't, you can't do it. You can't make that case. As upset as all of us are at Gary Pinkle right now, you got to give him at least another year. And sure enough, that 2005 campaign, Gary did realize that he messed up with Brad, installed a new type of offense that actually not only unleashed a lot of Brad Smith's running capabilities once again, but it was actually it laid the foundation for the Chase Daniel offense that would obviously take Missouri to heights that they hadn't seen in decades. Now, obviously, Gary Pinkle in year four and Conzo Martin year four, their situations are not totally analogous, but the point is, at the end of the Larry Smith era, boy, the cupboard was pretty, pretty darn bare for the Missouri Tigers, and Gary Pinkle and his staff had to deal with that. Well, similarly, Conzo Martin and his staff has had to deal with a similar situation in the wake of the Kim Anderson era. And my only point in comparing the two is it's been four years and there's been some wins just in a broad in broad terms. There's been some wins and there's been some losses. But overall, the direction of the program has moved forward. And if just because it doesn't always move at the exact pace forward that you want it to, my point is, is be careful because if you pull the plug too quickly, well, you might take a step back. Now, Texas just got rid of Shaka Smart. Well, maybe got rid of is a strong word. I guess Shaka may have saw the writing on the wall a little bit, Frank Haith style, and decided to make a jump to another university, to Marquette in this case, while Frank Haith went to Tulsa. But now, it seems like Texas is on the verge of hiring Chris Beard from Texas Tech. And in fact, yes, I am confirming that information on Twitter here from the blue check marks that I follow. So it certainly seems like that bit of information is official. But if you're Missouri, who are you going to hire? Because Chris Beard, that wasn't an option. He was not. He, he went to Texas because, well, again, he was at Texas Tech. He got a bunch of money from the Longhorns. Was Missouri going to be able to get Chris Beard? 
No, they were not. So who is going to be satisfied? What Missouri fans who want to fire Conzo Martin, who are they going to be satisfied with? Indiana, who is obviously a basketball-obsessed state, fan base, university, well, they just hired Mike Woodson, a guy who is a very, very mediocre NBA coach. Happens to be an alum with the Hoosiers. Do you think their entire fan base is doing backflips over that hire? Would Missouri fans, the ones who want to get rid of Conzo Martin, would they have been satisfied with Mike Woodson? Because I got news for you. We are not better than the University of Indiana when it comes to a basketball program. So let's have some more realistic expectations. And speaking of realism, well, 20 years ago, before there was rockauto.com, it was simply impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the auto parts you could possibly need for all the various makes and models and potential parts of your car that you could need, like even, say, the interior of your car. Yes, you can get all of that at rockauto.com and more because they're not limited to just what's in their store, in their storefront. They have massive warehouses where you can find almost literally any part you could possibly imagine So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. And write, locked on, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. It's just a, a way easier way to do your shopping for auto parts. Just trust me on that one. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as I always like to say, you can never get enough offensive linemen in your program. And, well, it certainly appears that Eli Drinkwitz would agree with me on that one, especially big men. Truly, truly big men. Now, you see, during the Gary Pinkle era, a lot of times their their philosophy on offensive linemen was, hey, let's find some guys who are maybe a little bit under the radar, guys who are maybe 6'5 or so, 250 pounds, but we can get them into Pat Ivey's strength and conditioning program, get them proper nutrition, weightlifting, and put on a bunch of weight, essentially. Get them up to 300 pounders. But when it comes to Missouri's latest recruit, this time from Lee Summit North, Armand Mimbu definitely fits the profile of what Eli Drinkwitz likes in his downhill running game, and that's truly big young men. It's six foot four, two hundred and ninety pounds. Mimbu, not the most experienced football player of all time, but again, at that size, you're gonna get a lot of offers if you play even just a little bit of football in high school sometimes. And indeed, Membu passed up offers from Oregon, Nebraska, Arkansas, and Iowa State. So clearly this is a guy that Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz and Marcus Johnson wanted, and they've got him in the fold early. So good news as far as I'm concerned. You know, knowing what we know today about the human body, I think actually Eli Drinkwitz's approach makes a lot more sense. Now, the problem is, of course, there just aren't that many human beings 
who are built like Larry Borum, for instance. Larry, who just finished off a nice campaign with the Tigers at right tackle. Well, coming out of high school, he was listed at six foot six. 335 pounds and apparently during this past season played at about 350 so he's the unusual guy who actually needs to drop weight that's just the kind of human being that Larry Borum is he just happens to be that large but obviously that's a really unusual circumstance and actually Larry ended up weighing in at 322 on his pro day and according to the beat writers said he looked noticeably more in shape but if you think about most big men, especially ones that come out of high school, for instance, heck, actually, now that I think about it, I'm a perfect example here. This isn't about me, but I'm just a great example. Like, say, I'm right, as I stand here, I'm about six foot seven, 235 pounds. And most people consider me to be a massive human being. Well, in high school, I was about the same height, probably 220, maybe. So you're saying, if I needed to play offensive line at Missouri, well, I had the right height for it, the right arm length, that's for sure. But if I needed to put on 80-plus pounds to play tackle at the University of Missouri, well, maybe I could have done that by eating a bunch of pizza and lifting a bunch of weights and doing the protein shakes, whatever the heck I had to do. But what I'm wondering is, is with an extra 80 pounds on my body, what would that have done to my, my back, my knees, all my joints, all that kind of stuff? So to me, if you're Missouri and you're able to actually find kids like Connor Tolleson, who are six foot five, 305 in high school, I think actually you're going to have a much better chance long term of those guys' bodies holding up physically. And you know what? I do still want to talk about Roy Williams and the name image and likeness hearings happening happening at the supreme court but first i gotta tell you about betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action including march madness hockey the nba it's all in full swing but of course bet online covers even more from award season to reality television but regardless of what you would like to bet on. Bet Online, of course, has you covered. So when you go to their website or via their mobile app, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And folks, I know. It's April Fool's Day, but this is not a joke. This is your last day to vote on Build Bar Madness. And today is the championship round. The finals, the final two are competing for the greatest Build Bar of all time. So if you want to have your voice heard, well, go to BuildBar.com or to Twitter.com at Built underscore Bar. And while you're there and surely you're reloading your favorite build bars. Be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at buildbar.com and check back to see who was crowned as the greatest tasting protein bar ever. 
And, of course, the NFL draft is right around the corner. So join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. So follow Locked On NFL Draft on the Odyssey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you know what? When it comes to Roy Williams, the former coach of Kansas and now the retired coach at North Carolina, I don't understand why, just because Roy Williams is an undeniably great basketball coach, that we have to pretend that he's some superior human being as well. Well, if you'll excuse me, I am not going to be doing that here on the podcast today. In fact, quite the opposite. And frankly, what really got my goat just about an hour ago was Jeff Goodman tweeted out that there has been speculation that Roy Williams was going to retire in the last couple weeks. He's 70 years old and has been frustrated with the direction that college basketball is headed per sources. One of those areas was the rash of transfers of late also concerned about NIL. Now, from my perspective, it's a bit problematic enough when a guy who has become a multi-multi-millionaire as a college basketball coach is, quote, concerned about NIL, the name, image, and likeness push that's going on right now in college sports. Because God forbid any of these college basketball players were able to pull a Roy Williams and use their name, image, and likeness to make some money off the court by doing bad commercials like Roy Williams does on occasion, for instance. But as if that wasn't bad enough, no, Roy Williams, you see, he seems to be so concerned right now about the integrity of college basketball. Oh, doesn't that just make your heart go pitter-patter? But then you remind yourself, oh, wait, Roy Williams is the guy who was at an institution that set up absolute sham classes for athletes at North Carolina. But guess what? The NCAA, the NCAA looked the other way because those sham classes were, caught, were taken by students in general. So guess what? Academic fraud in sports is bad, but academic fraud in general among the entire student population, we're just defrauding everyone of an education, well, that is fine and dandy as far as the NCAA is concerned. So you know what, Roy Williams, forgive me if your crocodile tears are falling a little bit flat on this here rock. And honestly, just the timing of that is certainly interesting. If Roy is concerned about NIL, well, he might be getting out at the proper time then because as a lot of people have noted who follow the sport Well, during the hearings, especially yesterday, it was pretty telling that, you know, I don't want to get real political here, but I'm just going to try to give you the lay of the land as best I can. The more conservative judges, quote unquote, the your Neil Gorsuch types, your Brett Kavanaugh's, well, they were very critical of the NCAA and their defenses of their current model. So it seems like the Supreme Court is going to push this through, long story short. 
because the assumption is is the you know more quote again quote unquote what's called in the parlance of our time liberal judges whether it's Breyer or Sotomayor Kennedy or even even Justice Roberts to maybe a somewhat lesser extent those people are all assumed to sort of vote for the little guy, quote-unquote. So if Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, if they're going to push it through too, gosh, it might be 8-1 to one or 9-0, to zero, however many people are on the Supreme Court right now. So if Roy Williams truly is concerned about NIL, well, the timing of this retirement actually makes a decent amount of sense, and I saw some people online on the Power Mizzou message board saying that, oh, well, this isn't going to help Missouri with Caleb Love, by the way. You might remember Caleb Love, a pretty strong recruit from Missouri, a guy that Conzo Martin went after hard in the St. Louis area, decided to play basketball at North Carolina this past year. Well, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, this doesn't affect his status. There was speculation he might transfer. People were saying, oh, I'm sure Roy let him know that he was going to retire already or something. And I, I stopped in my tracks and thought, wait a second, really? You think 70-year-old Roy Williams and this 18-year-old kid are so tight that he's giving him his, his closest thoughts on his future? I find that a little hard to believe. And again, just with the timing of this, just with the comments, again, from Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, it's now making everybody in the sports landscape think that NIL is going to happen. So, again, I, I really doubt that Caleb Love was that deep in with Roy. Does that mean he's going to transfer to Missouri? I have absolutely no idea. But this idea that, oh, this didn't take Caleb Love by surprise, I'm betting it did. That's my speculation anyway. So, with all that being said, I will see you all next time right here on Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.